Welcome. This is the Living a Revenue Culture podcast series. I'm Rick McPartland, and this is a special uh, mark in our series. This is our two-year anniversary. So we've been doing this now for two years, and uh, I'm very, very excited by what I've learned over those two-year period. And just in the last couple of weeks, I, I had a very, very interesting experience that really aligns with this whole podcast series. So I'm going to share that with you. And I'm going to share the learnings that came from that, that have really been building over these two years. And if it wasn't for the the two years of uh, being involved in this series, I'm not sure I would have appreciated this experience I, I've just had in the last, in the last week. So uh, I'm glad to have you with us today. You're just going to have me instead of a regular guest. Uh, but I think what you're going to hear uh, is going to make a difference in your world. It certainly did in mine. So to start with, uh, I've been a, a Marriott bigot for close to 40 years. I've got over 4,000 nights in Marriott hotels. I'm really passionate about their culture and the way they do business. And, uh, you know, you certainly have bumps in the road from time to time, but all right, so I've been willing to to take those bumps and uh, turn them into something good. So I, I appreciate the the commitment to uh, taking whatever is there and making the world a better place. And that's really what today's podcast is about. It's about how we can take things that aren't as perfect as we might like and uh, end up with something much, much, much better. So here here's my my story over the, the last couple of weeks. Um, I went to check into a particular hotel and my experience from even before I got in the hotel uh, was not good. And it was a beautiful building and everything in it was gorgeous, beautifully designed, beautifully uh, uh, fulfilled as far as furniture and, you know, glassware. And it was all very, very nice. And the people individually were nice people, smart people, but they didn't understand the revenue culture thing. And so, you know, I was there for uh, three days and every day was um, an aggravating experience because the employees, while again, nice people made my stay more difficult than it needed to be. And certainly more difficult than I wanted it to be. And so afterwards I started thinking about, you know, uh, my own career and where I'm at in business and the experience I just had. And I started to realize that today we get caught up in so many systems and the systems and policies and APIs and uh, we've always done it that way stuff seems to take over our worlds. And so as I'm, I'm thinking about the hotel, and one of the things that was interesting is we're, we're having a drink in the hotel bar, and we go to pay and ask to charge it to the room, and they said, oh, you can't do that uh, because our computer system doesn't allow it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm in the hotel restaurant bar, uh, I've taking my kids on a lot of trips with Marriott points 
And what you're telling me is the, the meal I just bought, the money I'm spending won't get me any more points. And I'm, I'm going to be billing a client for the travel. So I've got to have a, a separate set of receipts for the meal that could have been on the hotel tab. So from my standpoint, you just made my day much harder. And I'm not sure why you did that. I mean, it's not like uh, hotels don't know how to have systems that put the room charges uh, onto the room instead of you having to pull out another credit card or cash. That was just one of many, many, many things. But as I, I thought about you know, the complexity in today's world and the fact that these were nice people and they weren't being trying to make my life difficult, but someplace along the way, uh, a whole series of things came together to make, make life difficult. So I want to show you, I started thinking about this and one of the um, takeaways for me was this list. And if you're watching this on YouTube, obviously you can see the list. If you're not watching it on YouTube, you certainly can't. But what's on this list, just some major categories are systems. And as I think about you know, our, our work today in the, the world, whatever our job is, whether we're a CEO or a salesperson or you know, a programmer, whatever we do, we have systems. We have operating systems. We have Office 365. We have Google. We have Slack. We have SurveyMonkey. We have Zoom. Uh, teams, you can just go through, you know, I, I've just got a list of about 20 that impact me. Uh, but, and every one of them is, is different. And some of them kind of interact. For example, there there are some things that Google and Office 365 kind of do together, but there's some things they don't. And so as I started to think about this, and I thought about all the people that either work with me or have worked for me, and I'm thinking about the systems that the hotel had, I'm realizing that systems are, maybe they're better than no system. I'm, I'm sure I'd rather use Office 365 or Google rather than uh, type on a typewriter, but they're certainly not massively effective. And then some of the other titles that you could see on this page are supply chain issues. You know, and I've got simple ones like Amazon and eBay and Priceline. And then business tools. Well, that's QuickBooks and ERP and CRM and lead gen. And you can just think, I mean, that's the biggest list. And it goes to things like uh, Google search and chat GBT. I mean, there's all of these tools that every one of us is you know, unless you're really, really rare, you're using multiples. And if you deal with clients or your attorney or your accountant, chances are they use different systems than you do. And so you're trying to get yours to interact with theirs. And, you know, um, it can be it can be time consuming or it can be downright ugly. Uh, then, of course, we all have social media and, you know, uh, just made a list of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and you know, uh, TikTok, just as examples, but there's many more. And then there are the people systems, you know, like silos in an organization. And we have profiles for who we hire and how we build teams. And there are, or there are, or aren't career paths in place and uh, ways to uh, 
address the complexity of today's world through diversity or through uh, security issues. And there's just a myriad of systems that we all deal with every day. And so I'm in my mind, I'm thinking of all of these systems. And if you can see this, it's 60 some, I think, around the page, but that wasn't all of them. That's just all I could think of on the plane ride coming back. And it's also all I could get on one page so I could show it to you. So as I'm thinking about these and the fact that many of them interact with others and certainly things like uh, QuickBooks are going to tell you they interact with your credit cards and your bank and, you know, your, uh, your accountant and so on and so forth. And Google or Office 365 will tell you they'll interact with everybody and everything. And as I'm, I'm going through this and I'm going through the, the challenge that the hotel had, part of my brain says none of those systems, at least none of the systems I have are 100% effective and efficient. You know, they're better than a, a old, uh, you know, manual typewriter, but they're, they're certainly not more effective as effective and as efficient as I'd like. And often uh, when I bought them, I hoped they'd be more efficient than they are. And when they go to interact with other things, then all of a sudden I even have more problems, more challenges. And I can see why employees get overwhelmed because the systems we give them, particularly a system that was created by another silo that we have to use, the other silo probably didn't give a lot of thought to, well, will this tool help the other silos or does it just help ours? And so the more I thought about it, you know, my brain said, okay, I've got a whole bunch of systems that are probably 40 to 60 to maybe 80% efficient in standalone by themselves. If I don't have them interact with anything or anybody else, there are someplace 60, 70, 80% efficient. But as soon as I tie them into something else, then the system I tied them into, which maybe was also 60 or 80% efficient, is now dependent upon another 60 to 80% efficient uh, tool or a policy or the training that we did or didn't give our people. And so I'm just watching the overall efficiency start to disappear and it's getting harder and harder to, you know, do a really world-class job because I have all these things that are all kind of okay. But then when I tie them together, either by process or training or uh, electronically, uh, they get weaker and weaker the more connections we add to them. So if you've been with us for a while, uh, in the in this living a revenue culture podcast series one of the things that we've talked about in the past is what we call a true north and a true north is the recognition that um you know what your purpose is you know what your uh strategy is and that's what we call true north you know once you have a purpose, and once you have a revenue strategy and a true revenue strategy, you've answered the five revenue strategy questions. Now you can be very 
intentional about what you do and how you do it because you know why you're doing it. And the why is always, true north, is always going to make more value for your your clients, your customer, your buyer, uh, your constituency. If you're going north, you're making somebody's world better. And when you're going north and you're making somebody's world better, you should be creating more margin for yourself. Because the better you make other people's worlds, the more willing they are to compensate you for the value that you're bringing them. So if you think about this true north thing, so now we've got all these crazy systems running around and you know they're, they're clearly not efficient standalone. And when you tie them together, they get less and less efficient. And most of the time when they get less and less efficient, they have some kind of impact, normally negative, on the humans that are in, in using these systems in one way, shape, or form as a, a customer or as a, uh, a member of the team that's delivering the service to the customer. Uh, these systems uh, have an impact on us. And so if we think about this true north, and the true north really is a way to uh, decide. You know, every time you have to make a decision in business, if you bring your true north into the front of your memory and ask yourself the question, of my choices of what I do right now, which ones will add more value to my client, my customer, my buyer, and which ones that add more value to them will likely add more margin to us. And the opposite is, which decisions can I make that will actually decrease the value to the client, to the buyer, and decrease our margin? Because certainly if we decrease the value we give to the, the client or the buyer, they're not going to pay us more money for that, so they're probably going to pay us less. So if we really have uh, identified a purpose, we know what our revenue strategy is, then it's pretty easy to know the difference between a decision that's going north, that's going to add more value to our ideal buyers and more margin to us versus those decisions that are going south. So if we can really do that, and it's really that easy, and it is that easy, you just have to know the difference. And the only way you know the difference is if you actually have a purpose and you actually have answered the five revenue strategy questions. So everybody knows where you're going and what, what it takes to get there. And you know who your ideal buyer is. And so once you know that, then it's pretty easy to make a decision every day that's going north. And if you, you think about all those decisions, that's how you can continuously improve your organization. If your organization is constantly challenging the status quo, whether it's an electronic status quo or it's a process status quo or a policy status quo, whatever it is, if your people are constantly challenging it, uh, first, they don't want to make decisions that make the customer angry or upset or disappointed. So they'd prefer to make decisions that add value to the customer 
and consequently margin to the company so that you know when they, they, they want to raise or need a raise it's there's money there to do it so we need to break out of this just this history thing because we have this software this tool this process this uh always done it this way thing in our lives we got to break out of that and we've got to be willing to hand the ball to the uh the people in our culture and know that they're going to make decisions that go north now not every decision goes true north some of them go northwest some of them go northeast but the point is if they're always going north it's never a bad decision there might be a better decision, but you won't even know that until you make the first one. You got to have two to compare to. So let's start empowering our people. Let's start making sure that they know what our purpose is. And they know that our strategy, our revenue strategy, is about adding more value to the buyer, which adds more margin to ourselves. And then if we continually let the employee make those decisions every day. You know, one of the things at the hotel, um, I think I mentioned, uh, <laughs> I couldn't find the hotel until I uh, I found a, a door that turned out to be a, a basement door, even though over the top of the door, it's had the hotel name and big letters. Um, and they've been open two years. I, I couldn't figure out, I asked the front desk clerk, why don't you go put a sign on that door? that says go up to the corner, turn right, and take the first right again, and you're you're in our our parking lot. You know, it took two years to decide to put a sign on the door. Uh, that's ridiculous. So, you know, empower your people. If you want to maximize your profit, you have to first optimize your culture. And you can't optimize your culture if you're not clear on your purpose, you're not clear on your revenue strategy, and you're not allowing your team to do what it takes to continually improve your business. So hopefully this was uh, as meaningful to you as it was to me, because the more I, I thought about how disappointed I was, the more I realized how common the problems are. And when we hire new people and we set up new organizations, uh, we need to make sure that they can make a decision that goes north. They can make a decision that's always about adding value to the customer and margin to yourself. And if we don't do that, then we've got to accept the fact that these systems, these touch points uh, that are 50, 60, 70% effective uh, standalone. And then when you combine them with other 70% effectives, the, the, power and the quality of the outcomes just gets worse. You know, we've got to figure out how to let your people make some decisions so that, you know, these systems don't just keep festering and making the world uh, a more uncomfortable place, but they can stand up and say, you know, I'm going to help you customer. I'm going to help you get to a better place. And when we do that and we do that continually, we end up with a really, really good organization. So that's that was my uh, my thinking for our two year anniversary, and we've talked a lot about in these two years the the power of the people uh, and the fact that you know they can make these right decisions. 
I guess the new piece for me is the recognition that they're fighting against so many things. And that if I, uh, if I had a choice and I could bring in the smartest programmers in the world and ask them to fix all of my electronic systems that are only 70 or 60 or 80% efficient and tie them all together and make them all work perfect, I'd know that was a fool's errand. Because perfect in uh, June of 2023 will not be perfect in October of 2023. So the most efficient, most effective, most powerful way to continually improve the value we transfer to buyers and the margin we get ourselves is for our people to continually make the right decisions for the right reasons. So thanks for joining me today. I greatly appreciate uh, your being part of us for two years. And I hope you're going to be part of us for a whole lot more years to come. Thanks and look forward to seeing you the next time.